It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shit. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. Yes, yes, yes. Monday podcast. Yeah. How are you? I think I've hit the wall. Oh, hi, Jerry. You've hit the wall. You did the... Uh... I'm tired. Well, your Dallas Cowboys have... Uh, Killing me. Prime time games now every week. It's, it's going to be six in a, a row, I believe. Well, people they are got saying. next Sunday night, and then they got the Monday night game right. on the 26th. And I you mean, do the uh, pregame, oh, the postgame, the uh, halftime. Except when you have to be at work at 4, 4, 15. Yeah, that does not work. Because I'll be honest with you, I got tired uh, in the first quarter and was asleep by halftime. Well, in fairness, I did take a little two-hour nap in the middle of the afternoon to try and help out a little bit. Got another hour and a half last night and uh, or this morning. I don't even know what the hell it is anymore, what we call it. Today's Monday. Today's Monday, yes. I think I kept it together well today. You did. People you seem did a nice job. Like, people seem to think like I'm going to be like, you know, throwing things and I'm going to be angry. Because the Cowboys lost. Listen, it bothered me, but you move on. Yes. I was going to get into a sports conversation with you, but I... Um, I'll try I'm just for it. once. I was going to say, um, you know, is it interesting? Because I like the Cowboys. I'm not a huge fan like you are. I've just I've been a, a distant a fan for a little interest. while. A passing interest of all the teams, I do like the Cowboys. Um, I'm. It was strange to me that you're so willing to uh, pull the trigger on Dak Prescott if on uh, Monday Sunday night against the Buccaneers in the first half he's five of fifteen. Well, you're I mean, pulling him. I think it depends. I think if they're not moving the ball. And he's 5 of 15 and missing receivers yes. all over the place again. And they're losing the game. There's three variables, I think, Yes, I'm going to say all those three things are happening. Now, I would time. ask you this. Why would you not, based on, this, based on this assumption, they didn't move the ball against the Vikings, they didn't move the ball against the Giants, and now you've got a Tampa team coming in, and all of a sudden they can't move the ball, and now a loss could start to creep in to where where are you after this game? And this is... This isn't like this is happening week five. This is now week 15. Like, you got to get rolling here. And so how long do you wait? I mean, would you wait till week 17 and say, you know what? They're in the playoffs. Who cares if they don't end up winning the division or at home field? I personally would not pull a guy like that ever. Why? Because you're already, your record is what it is now with him. It's a terrific one of the top teams in the league or the top team in the league. Why mess with that if... Because if, it's not working right yeah, now. Yeah, but it's not working one week. It's uh, Well, no, no. It's two straight weeks, and now it would be two and a half, and you're starting to lose your grip on what you've built up. You've got... Listen, I like the kid. But and, I think if you pull that guy and then expect at some point to put him back in, you're going to get a different quarterback, not for the better. Um, Perhaps. I mean, I, that, then that would tell me more about his mental uh, makeup, and that's why I think you can do it. The one thing he's proven is he's unflappable. Uh, last night, I did not love the way he was in the fourth quarter, but tough spot. They never had good field position. It is what it is. I have been telling you since he started, and tell me if I'm wrong or I'm making this up. He, yes, and there's no question he has had the, uh, he, he's, he's made big plays 
And the Redskin game was awesome because they never gave up the lead. The game was never in jeopardy, right? That was that was fantastic. How many times have I told you this year, though? My God, was he bad in the first half? Many of them. I said, how you know? What if Elliott doesn't run all over the place? They don't win that game. The game in Minnesota, if they don't force a fumble on the one yard line, the Cowboys don't move the ball past the fifty the whole game. So I mean, it, this isn't nothing new. It's I'm starting to get concerned that he's hit this rookie wall. Or other teams are seeing something that we got to go. We have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what the problem is. And I'm not willing to just throw away the season because I'm worried about his mental makeup. I think he. I think he's. I think he's headstrong better than that. I do. So there you go. We right, actually Jerry. talk sports for yeah, four minutes. Yeah, let me get to this instead. Uh, this is a. Um, Let's get the penis stories. Well, I, I do have a <laughs> penis story. If you want to go right no, to that, you do. No, I like. I'll go you put in them order. Together. Uh, Hunter College. That's a New York uh, school. Yes, Jerry? Hunter College. I know Hunter Mountain is. I skied there once. I'm going to assume the college is by it. Uh, Incorrect. The Hunter College is actually like in the uh, Upper East Side in the 70s. I think I skied there once. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure you skied on the Upper East Side, but Hunter College there did a study that I don't think we needed a study because this seems pretty obvious, but they did an actual study that said that men, when they ride the subway... They take up two seats by spreading their legs. By the way, that's false. You don't think that's true? Yeah, when there's no one else on the train, they take up two seats. They're saying that they even take up two seats like when somebody else comes on the train, that they're not willing to unspread their legs. Not true. Now, I did see they did run a um, campaign where there were signs in the subway of stick figures sitting down with their legs open saying, don't manspread, I think they were calling it. Manspreading. But they're so funny. They're like, oh, women don't do that. Well, if a woman opens her legs on the subway, she's going to expose her vagina. A man has... If she's wearing a dress. Right. Or a skirt. And if a man was wearing a kilt, he would expose his penis. Now, they did not study any men in kilts. So I don't know what the policy there would be. But men don't want to put their legs together because their testicles are there. I th- they made it Doesn't seem like, why can- wouldn't men... Why are women doing this, but men not? This study... It seems pretty obvious. Men have testicles. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank Most you. Most men do. I'm sure there are some that and, are missing one. And I didn't need a study to tell me that. Probably I did that on my own. How, all the times you've ridden the subway. Yes. I know you're not a huge subway goer. I used to be at one point. When I we man were in sprayed. Astoria. I never saw in a crowded uh, subway uh, train, I never saw any any guy take up two spaces to the detriment of someone else sitting down. Spreading their legs? Never. Ever, ever, ever. I've always seen people move over. Because in a lot of cases, New Yorkers are tough, right? In a lot of cases, people would just sit down and make you move over. Right. So this study may be very true in terms of a car that's half empty or half full and guys take their space. But in rush hour, I get you've been in a rush hour subway train, right? Yes. You can't even move. There's no seats available because some guy's got his legs spread. It's a crap study. Are you more of a subway is half full or subway is half empty kind of guy? I'm more of a never go on the subway guy. Oh, well, that would I've had you'll never subway. see any of that. I did the subway for years, enough. Jerry, I wonder what you would have done if you would have done what this man did. And he was riding high for two years. Two years. Wow, this, man in, uh, this man in England, he signed up for a uh, bank account in England. And he noticed that he they accidentally put um, this thing on his account where there was no overdraft. Okay. When he went over, they just kept feeding money into his account. Wow. So he started taking money from his account at this bank 
and putting it into an actual bank account, one right. that wasn't having a, right. some sort of computer glitch like this one was. And he had uh, saved uh, or moved over $2.1 million. <laughs> now, he was having a good time for himself. That wasn't his. It was not his. It was a bank glitch. He uh, blew $2.1 million in uh, U.S. funds. It was $1.3 million in, in England funds. He bought uh, sports cars, uh, speedboats, spent some time with strippers and cocaine. Bank, a, a bank error gave him unlimited overdraft. He was riding high for two years before he got caught, and then he was jailed on fraud charges. 29 wow, years they old. put you in jail for that? Yes. When the... Because I guess they figured he knew what he was doing. Yeah, that's a fair point. Wow, that sucks. He made large withdrawals and transferred the funds into multiple accounts. Wow, that that, that stinks. He bought a framed Michael Jordan shirt. Well, it's a waste of money. And then he did use the cash to pay mortgage insurance and other bills. Why would you have mortgage insurance? No, no. You got $2 million at your No, no, he, he paid his mortgage, comma, insurance oh comma other bills interesting yes could you do that like I, would you go mm, right to the bank and be like hey, well, what would, are we doing i would say let me eyeball this for a little while and see what's going to go on here interesting i wouldn't go right to the bank because i want to see if anything happened right that would be a tough one jerry quite frankly i'm not sure if i'd notice all this money in my bank account you know well, you, but you that's the just, thing basically what you're telling me is the money's not in his account it's not when he when He's he overspends it he just have right <laughs> He's writing checks. His ass can't cash, Jerry. Well, apparently his ass can't catch it mm-hmm. or cash it or whatever. So he's out. He's, He's out. 29 and uh, now he is uh, living with his parents. I thought you said he was going to jail. Well, he went to, well, he was uh, going to jail, but uh, when he gets out, he'll have to be living with his parents. That, uh, talk about your life uh, taking a U-turn. Mm-hmm. Yuck, or a left turn or a right yep. turn or something, some turn. Ugh. A bad right turn, I'm going to say. Speaking of a right turn. Yes, Jerry. So I was at Stony Brook on Saturday night for this Rutgers is a Stony Brook. Yes, way out in Long Island. And the phone, the Google Maps got me there in great time. Two hours, 20 minutes. It was all good. No, no traffic with the way I went. It was great. I came to a light, though, and I was in Smithtown. Now, you always wonder, like, what the origin of a town is, like Basking Ridge. Like, what's the origin? It's clearly not after a guy. It must be some ridge that was basking in the sun or something. Who the hell knows? I right? like that. Smithtown was named after someone by the name of Smith. John Smith. Perhaps. And they named, he settled and founded Smithtown. And there's this in the 1600s. And there's this huge statue of Mr. Smith right outside this building I was by as I was at the light. And I wanted to take a picture and I wanted to Photoshop your face. And I wanted to think how cool you would think it would be if you created Dukestown. Now, think about that. Mr. Smith lives on an infamy with people living in his town. Right. Wouldn't you like to have people all over you for the rest of your life as long and then as, beyond? As long as I wasn't in a town that then took a turn for the worse and then I was, you know, in terrible neighborhoods and things. Well, it was I mean, going to be a nice while you, town. Well, your Smithtown seemed very nice. And I would think while you would be alive and walking oh, this I'd earth, keep it well. you would make sure that Duke's Village or Duke's Town or whatever the hell you want to call it or just Duke's. Dukes would be, and it wouldn't be I like live in Dukes. You wouldn't be like Biffville or whatever they called it in Back to the Future, where you let it to go to hell. No, and you I would just not. Had all the cash and the women and the guns, and you bought the police. You would make sure that you had a good town. And that statue of yours 
would be living on and on. And every time we go to that light, we'd see your mug bronzed, enlarged. I would like that. You're, the Duke's family name would be proud of you forever. I would like that. I wouldn't want any van. I would need someone to protect me from vandals. Well, that's the police. Spray painters. The police would do that. And pigeons. The police, well, the other Pigeons clean ruin you. statues. But think about, you're someone. Okay. We've detailed this before. Yes. No one likes getting credit for doing something good more than you. I've yes. never met anybody that wants more credit than you do. Always get credit. This would be a nice town. And every day when someone writes out their return address, you're theoretically getting credit for the wonderful place they live. In Dukestown, USA. I think you need to buy a plot of land and create Dukestown. Why not Basking Ridge just rename its name? People barely um, know what that is. Well, I don't think you own the land. Oh. But I'm thinking you could buy a plot of land to have Dukesville. All right. And you get your own little zip code. I'd like to be the mayor of Dukesville. Well, yes, you'd be the mayor, you'd be the settler, the founder, and your face would be on that I town. tell you this, all the delis would run smoothly in Dukestown. I'd, I'd love We'd to see you. We'd be cleaning off the mayo knife every time before we cut a sandwich. We always talk about sometimes we should put a camera on you yes. just to watch your... I would like you to open a business and then have a camera on you. You would be a pain in the oh, ass I'd be the boss. worst boss. I think you'd be great and the worst at the same time. If you did things to your liking and just did your job, I think you'd be a very good boss. Eddie's often talked about here at WFAN, like, who should be the boss of yeah. the newsroom? Because uh, there seems to have been, like, when, when Eric Spitz left Correct. to go to the CBS Sports Radio Network, that spot was vacated and never filled. Yeah. So Eddie says of, of himself that he could never be the boss out there because he's, quote, not enough of a dick. Agreed. But he says, well, you could do it to me. I don't think you could. I could definitely. You couldn't. I'm telling you, you couldn't. No, I mean, I could be a dick and be oh, yeah. not liked. The problem is you have had no FaceTime in the newsroom. Right. So no one's going to give a damn about what you say. I have no respect. It's not respect. Then I fire everyone. It's not, the word's not respect because that has nothing to do with anything. It's more of who's this guy who's been here for 10 years focused on one thing now he's going to come tell me yeah. to do something he can't do. I'm going to be like, you guys are aware I have a statue somewhere. People would hate you. Hate you. With a capital H. Hate. I'd be like, not you, dislike. Hate. I would Despise. say, you, you guys are doing this all wrong. I'm not sure the right way, but this is clearly the wrong like, way. F him. I disagree, Jerry. I would not be hated in the newsroom because hated. every day I would ring a cooler of Omaha steaks. <laughs> I like that. Then what would those people say out there? When they were, the phones were ringing or the sound clips weren't edited properly. When I was scolding everyone, even though I wouldn't know how to do it myself, I'd say, you're doing this incorrectly, but have a filet mignon. <laughs> they call you the meat man. Uh, I'd be known as the news meat man. Yes, that's true. You know, I actually went to a Omaha Steaks this weekend. I was in uh, Morristown. You did. And Morristown, New Jersey has an Omaha Steak place. I went in there and... Um, I picked out uh, some of the things I wanted, like the chicken breasts and yeah. the, and the uh, pork. And then I whispered in the girl's ear, post. How'd that go? Not well. <laughs> Turns so. out this is for ordering online. <laughs> so you can't go Don't to the cashier and be like, by the way, could you just add post? Well, I tried to do it like it was a secret. I just went like this, post. She said, post what? Right. I said, I'm checking out. Promo code POST. So it wasn't like Norm from Cheers. You didn't walk in and they were like, ow! Nope. 
They did not know me, Jerry. You although get 77% off. Although I went incognito, I wore a winter coat and a hat. I didn't want to be I didn't want to be treated special did you at have Omaha. A mask on? I didn't have a mask on. I just I wanted to be treated like everyone else when I went in Omaha Steaks. I got to go there. That sounds cool. And they were very helpful. I got a whole lot of chicken and a couple of pork chops. But if you want to order this online, there's not a lot of Omaha Steaks to go to. Right. No, there's only a handful of them. A handful. Right. But everyone has a computer, Jerry. And if you go to omahasteaks.com, you can get the family gift pack by uh, adding that to your cart, then using promo code POST. And you're going to get 77% off, making this large gift of meat only $49.99. Now, Jerry, you may ask, what is in this large gift of meat that you speak of? Now, what is in this large gift of meat that you speak of? Oh, two filet mignon, two top sirloin. Two boneless pork chops. Boneless. Four boneless chicken breasts. Boneless. Four kielbasa sausages. Boneless. Four burgers. Boneless. A 12-ounce package of all-beef meatballs. They're boneless. Four potatoes au gratin. Four caramel apple tarts. All these are boneless as well. One <laughs> Omaha Steak seasoning packet, which I put on my uh, Omaha Steaks pork yesterday. How good was that? Very good. Plus, you're going to get four additional kielbasa sausages free. Boneless. That's promo code POST when you go to omahasteaks.com. All right? Do it up. It's a great gift, and it's under $50, and you don't have to leave your house, and you know they're not going to have this already. Like, sometimes when you buy a gift for someone, you go, "Mm, I don't know if they have this already. No chance they have this. Even if they had it, let's say, for some reason, your uncle had a freezer full of kielbasa. He'd still want more kielbasa. Yes. Especially you seem to like the pork a lot. Omaha steak kielbasa. So if you had extra pork, right. you'd be a happy man. I'd be fine with that. Doing the pork. So check it out. And do it soon because Christmas is coming. Yeah, let's go, dummies. And the goose is getting fat. <laughs> yes. As one of those dumb sayings used to go. All right, Jerry. Never heard that before. Now you, you uh, earlier in the podcast, you said, well, where's the penis story? Well, I have one for you. Boneless. Uh, another, um, <laughs> well, this is an unfortunate incident. This oh, okay. is uh, going on in England as well. A man went in for a prostate surgery. Very routine. Oh, no. He what? was going in for a prostate surgery, which is uh, very routine over there, very routine over here. He caught a flesh-eating bacteria while in the hospital, and it ate his penis. Yep. Flesh-eating bacteria ate his penis, and he's, Come on. he is pissed. You, you think? <laughs> he's pissed. I'm sure that sums it up. He's pissed because he's wow. married, and he wants to continue to have sex with his wife. That is. And also to have a penis to pee out of. When you say it ate his penis, yeah. what does that mean? It like I'd say bacteria. You've heard of this flesh-eating bacteria where it just eats away at the flesh. It's very bizarre and very rare. So yep. like it's gone? It's a it's a lot gone. Like he needs help uh to oh, urinate. Man. He's sixty one years old. Oh. It wasn't bad enough that the guy had prostate cancer. He leaves the hospital with with uh, a flesh eating disease. How? And then why would the flesh eating disease go right for the penis? <laughs> That'd be my luck. Clearly it's a jilted spouse. All right. Like if this flesh eating disease ate my arm, he'd be like, Well, it's unfortunate flesh eating disease ate my arm. But this went right for the penis. Well. I guess it was close by. Get the guy in the junk, right? Right. Why? If you're in a hospital. Yes. Aren't there supposed to be sanitary? I mean, yeah, but we've heard of this, like MRSA. 
and yeah, that sort of in thing. In a hospital, though? Like in a locker room? Yeah. In a hospital? Isn't that a safe zone for things like that? Let me double check that this surgery was not done in a locker room. Hang on. Let me read <laughs> You're this. You're such an idiot. Actually, in a hospital. It was done in a hospital. You're right. Oh. That's weird. By the way, I, I want to ask you something. And thank this, you to everyone on Twitter who sent this to yeah, me. Because as soon as they, wait, they right? saw it, they got it right to me. I, have, I want to ask you this. All right. Because this hit me. I was thinking of this yesterday. And I honestly, this is, this is kind of a sports question, but kind of not. This oh. is more of a philosophy and a theory. Ooh, I like that. I'd love to get your take on it. Perfect. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. Sports radio has basically become nothing but complain radio. Would you agree with that? Yes. Like, we're not happy unless things are going badly. And I, I shouldn't say we, and I'm not saying everybody, but for the most part, sports radio thrives off of failure Misery. of others, right? Yes. Who needs to be cut, released, traded, fired? Uh, what team sucks? How can we fix that team? And it came to my mind yesterday that we are essentially like a nagging spouse. The nagging spouse that can't cook but is going to complain over the spouse making dinner not to their liking or the nagging spouse that once curtains hung up, you do it, it's not straight enough or put up proper enough, and yet they can't do it any better. Right. That's basically what we are as a society, are we not? Uh, as a sports radio society, yes. Pretty mo- In general, too. In but general. yes, for the most that's what we are as a business. We're basically, the callers are one part of this. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. The athletes and the teams are part of the spousal agreement. Right. And we are the other part that bitch and complain about things we can't do better than the people we're bitching and complaining about. Correct. Is that about right? That's about right. Weird, isn't it? It is a little weird. So basically, we're a microcosm of married life. Yes, sports radio as a microcosm for married life. So why isn't there like married radio? About people just complaining about... Like marriage talk. Because that's that would be too, explosive. That's too obvious, and people would that would hit too close to home. This, how so? What does that mean? Well, I think like uh, for where people people don't want to listen because then they'll be hearing all bad things about their own marriages as they're well, hearing someone, it out of the speaker. Why is someone like Doctor Laura so popular then? Well, Doctor Laura has been popular in many many years. Well, it, all right, it, at one point she was at one point. Yeah. Who are the guys uh, that do what the hell are those guys out of California? Love lines. Love Line. That's still going. Uh, it's going on a podcast only. It's off the radio. But had been there for had two decades, Had been there a long time. Correct? Yeah, I think we do like other people's misery. We do. We do. So even And then it makes our lives not seem so terrible. So that it makes us feel better about ourselves? Yeah, like this guy with the flesh-eating disease that ate his penis. Like, I have not had... Maybe I didn't have a great day, but I still have my penis. So it's similar in that way. Now that may be an extreme that example. That is a horrible comparison. Oh, that does not work for you. That having been said, you're going to have a better day because you have your penis. Right. Had you not had your penis, right. I don't even know if you'd come to work. And we need to be reminded of these things every now and then, which is why hearing it on the radio is maybe why you enjoy Dr. Laura. Which is why marriage talk would be awesome. Marriage talk radio. That said, serious question. Let's just say for poops and giggles, me or you or Eddie or Bob, one of us had this flesh-eating disease, and this happened to us. Mm -hmm. Behind our backs, 
What are the other four saying? Like, psh, could you imagine? You hear what happened to Jerry? No, but there are going to be jokes. Yes. There are going to be jokes. Boneless. Well, he's not boneless, boneless anymore. No, it ate his bone. It ate <laughs> his boneless bone. Isn't that cruel, though? That is cruel. Oh, God. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Any poop stories today? Uh, no. Wow, poop free. I was watching the uh, football games, uh, and my girlfriend was sitting on the couch. She was not paying attention to the games, but one of the Viagra commercials came on. And it got to that part where they say, oh, a, a four-hour uh, erection. And she kind of like questioned with her eyebrow. And I go, I would go to the doctor if I had a 30-minute erection. <laughs> she goes, you know, that's possible that men can have an erection yes. and have sex for 30 minutes. I go, I don't think so. Yes, Al, come on, man. <laughs> I know you like the self-deprecating humor, but come on. Like, Stop it. Who are you kidding? I Stop. said to her. Have you ever I would have t- went right to the doctor. Do you have any interest in just taking one of those pills once? Uh, a Viagra? Yeah, just once. It's got to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> now, my question with I'd that is... I'd be in the emergency room. Once the act happens, right, and fireworks go off, right. does that settle down? Or does it maintain its No, I would imagine that would settle. <laughs> no. no, that's when you go to the doctor. <laughs> or you keep going. <laughs> I think once you go... I heard a great Howard Stern quote. It's one of his greatest quotes. You finish. The only time I want it twice... Is before I've had it once. That's not true. That is Al. true. Al, it's That's not so true. true. It's so not it. true. Howard Wrong. Stern we'll nailed pick up it. on this tomorrow. All Remember, right, because that is not true. All right, take it easy, everybody. Warm the, up next. Uh, Warm up show is next, where we really dissected the Cowboy Giant game, and in particular how Ben McAdoo used the viral video of the kangaroo, that dude punching the kangaroo in the face as motivation, and it worked against the Cowboys. Okay, it's up next. See you. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. Oh, okay. What's up? Monday morning. Al, how are you, oh, sir? Oh, hi, Jerry. So late night uh, with the Giants beating the Cowboys last night 10-7 in what I thought was one of the worst football games I've ever watched. Interesting because when Craig Carton came in this morning, I met him at the elevators, and he goes, Great game last Horrendous night. game. I said, boy, it Jerry just said awful. it was one of the worst games he's ever watched. Uh, the Cowboys were 1 for 13 on third down. The Giants were 2 for 14 on third down. Incompletions everywhere. Strip sacks, fumbles. I don't know. Eli drops back on one play and just drops the ball. Uh, it was a terrible football game. That game had a weird vibe right from the get-go when the fireworks display smoke just decided to stay <laughs> field you, level. Did you see Collinsworth and Michaels? Yes. It looked like it was the fog bowl with the uh, the Bears and Eagles. Like, what is behind them? Yeah, I can't believe they started that game on time. I guess it was probably a little higher up than it appeared yeah. on television. Yes, it was but, not so bad on the field. Because you, you saw the angle immediately when they, like, reversed it to the field. Like, wait, yeah. where all the smoke go? That's actually funny you picked up on that, too. Yeah, cause, uh, and, and I was thinking the same thing Chris Collinsworth said, that the, the, the way that the air pressure must have been in that stadium, it was not allowing the smoke to leave. It <laughs> was imagine, just, like, sitting there. Imagine if you're in the top row of the upper deck. Yeah. I can't see the field. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, anyway, so anyway, so the Giants win a game they had to win, so they beat the Cowboys twice. Very interesting in this. I don't know if you picked up on this or not. Um, Michelle Tafoya. 
late second quarter where the Cowboys get the ball with about, I want to say, 45 seconds to go in the second quarter. They're up 7 nothing. Their offense has done nothing to this point aside from the one touchdown and a really nice play uh, from Prescott to Terrence Williams. So Prescott goes 4 for 4 in the drive, gets them down the field. In the middle of the drive, Michelle Tafoya comes on and says, you know, I spoke with Dan Bailey before the game. His absolute limit is 53 yards. So what happens? The Cowboys get themselves in position for a 55-yard try right before the half, and it's right down the middle, doink, right off the crossbar. I mean, he's like a golfer knowing the perfect distance of his pitching wedge. He hit the crossbar perfectly, not only with the the crossbar, but the pole in the middle. He split the uprights as best as you could, and it turned out that was a really big play because if they go up 10-0, I think the energy is a little bit different going into halftime, and then the Cowboys get the ball to start the third quarter. Instead, he misses – Cowboys go, I think, three or four and out uh, to start the third, and then you kind of win from there. But you know what? It's only a matter of time before Beckham to break a play, and he just made a five-yard catch and outran everybody. And then when you initially saw uh, at the end of the game when Des Bryant makes that catch and fumbles, did you think he had it long enough for a catch? Because um, they reviewed it. No, I thought it was a fumble. Based on the rules that we have in play, I thought it was a fumble. Do I think it's a catch? Um yeah, I mean, it's a catch and a fumble. It's not an incomplete pass. I Maybe, I don't know, maybe years ago, I don't know. It's a fumble. And then let me ask you this, Jerry. Do you think the Giants were motivated by Ben McAdoo's, uh, they, he showed them the viral kangaroo video that went around last week? <laughs> oh, now, he yeah. didn't really have much of an explanation when he showed it to the Giants uh, prior to the game, a couple days before the game, I guess in one of their practices. Uh, he uh, showed this video of uh, was kind of viral last week where a kangaroo in Australia had a dog in a headlock. Yes. And then this kangaroo was like kneeing the dog in the face, like really fighting it. And the owner of the dog went up to the kangaroo, squared up like a boxer and punched the kangaroo right in the mouth. <laughs> yes. So Ben McAdoo showed that to the Giants and with really no explanation because he left the players... To kind of figure out what it meant. Well, so they, the reporters go to Brad Wing because yes. he's from Australia. I don't know if you saw this. I did. <laughs> and they ask him, you know, what is that for? And it was, so we're not afraid. Right. I mean, come on. And go on instinct. Don't <laughs> right. overthink it. Like, that guy didn't overthink it. He had to punch that kangaroo yeah. in the face. Here's the thing about these videos. And we've we've discussed this before in the podcast. Yes. You want to show, you know, a mountain lion eating an animal, you know, to get guys fired up. You can't play that on Thursday. When the game's Sunday night at 8 o'clock, that's got to be played at 7.50 in the locker room if you want to really get something out of it. But it was funny that that's the video he chose. Yeah, Victor Cruz said he thought it meant like that old Mike Tyson. Uh, I think it was Mike Tyson who had the original quote of uh, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Probably. Like that kangaroo had a game plan. I don't know if it was Tyson, but it's a great quote. It's true. Then the kangaroo got punched right in the face. And by the way, your friend Victor Cruz there, Jerry, another one-game uh, one catch game for him. One Terrible. catch. He also had a drop where he got booed um, very quickly. And they also had another throw to him that I think was short hop to him. So they did throw it to him a few times, uh, but he didn't do a whole lot. A couple of quotes here for you. Here's uh, Odell Beckham. Uh, this is how he starts his little media briefing, uh, which I kind of think is weird for the obvious reasons. Anybody got some chapstick? <laughs> it is cold out there. Oh, no, I'm straight. Who is going to share chapstick yeah. with another person? 
right? Ian Rappaport, maybe? <laughs> no, why Ian Rappaport? I don't know. He seems like a helpful guy. <laughs> I don't think so. Would you have given Odell your chapstick? I don't. It'd be I don't, a good story to tell. I don't carry chapstick. I and if Odell I did, my you chapstick. could have it. I don't want it back. Right. Yeah, right. you're not going to share on. chapstick with someone. Here's Olivier Vernon. He expects another matchup uh, in the playoffs, apparently. So, uh, we know we're going to see them again. There you go. We're going to see them again. And then here's Janoris Jenkins. He's not shy. Now, the defense getting a lot of kudos for this game. And uh, Janoris Jenkins, who had an interception, uh, is certainly not shy to tell you that, yeah, that's about right. We played phenomenal. Um, we all stepped up. <laughs> that's it. Yes, thank you. We were phenomenal. We stepped up. We got it done tonight. Well, he had a pick. He had the, the strip of Des Bryant, he and he held Des to just that one catch that he ended up uh, yeah. fumbling. Part of that is, too, Dak Prescott was awful last night. I mean, he was bad against the Vikings. He was bad last night. You know, you've got... How about this? If I would have told you before the game that the Cowboys get an interception, a couple of fumble recoveries, and they don't turn anybody over, and Ezekiel Elliott runs for over 100 yards, you would have said what? They won. Right. And their offense did nothing last night. But big, big win for the Giants. They're now 9-4 and four and still alive for the division. Cowboys 11-2, and two, both losses to the Giants. We know that. A couple of other quotes here. Uh, did you see the Akib Talib stuff? So this was a Broncos-Titans game, yeah? Yeah, so what happens is uh, Broncos are playing in Tennessee, and it was Harry Douglas blocks Cliff Harris, goes right for his knees, and the Broncos were not happy about it. Akib Tlaib winds up getting a personal foul penalty a couple of plays later because he goes right at him. Uh, Now, Harris turned out to be okay, but uh, here was Akib Tlaib after the game. He really gets on Douglas for that cheap block. It was a dirty play by a sorry player. He don't do nothing. He come to the game, don't catch no passes. He come to the game to chop guys from the back, and he got the same agent as me. So when I see his ass in that land, I'm going to beat his ass. (laughs) See, I would not go to that lunch if I was. (laughs) You would not go to that. I would not go to that. Now, he says, yeah, but but he, he wasn't hurt. Yeah, it, don't, it don't matter how it went. He tried to do something dirty, so that's why I'm going to beat his ass. <laughs> now, he, he said they have the same agent. You think that's ever happened at 16W with Boomer's group? Boomer wanting to fight <laughs> Phil Sims over something? Possibly. Screw Phil Sims! Yeah. Exactly. I'd be like, if my agent invited me to lunch, I'd be like, I, don't, I can't make it. I think I'm out. I can't make it this week. He's like, keep going. <laughs> I got other things to do. So that was kind of funny. Uh, and then we'll get to, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, I guess we can mention the Jets. That's a nice win. And nice also, win. Uh, Adam Jones was talking after the Bengals sent the Browns to 0-13, and then Boomer and Carton, of course, coming up at 6 o'clock on The Fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio, sort of. All right, Boomer and Carton coming up in just a couple of minutes. Quickly, if you're just waking up, Giants did beat the Cowboys 10-7. The Jets did win in San Francisco in overtime 23-17. Okay, we touched on that. Um, Did you? The other stuff was Adam Jones yesterday of the Bengals. I'll play these clips for you because this is funny. Uh, This is on Terrell Pryor, who didn't want to talk about anything else but Terrell Pryor. And keep in mind when I play this, he's uh, making believe that Terrell Pryor is actually in the garbage pail. Uh, So here is Adam Jones after Cincinnati beat Cleveland. Garbage. Yeah, he's calling him garbage, and then he continues. He doesn't want to take the reporter questions. Garbage. Garbage. All right, aside from Terrell, how big is it for you? Garbage. I ain't talking about I'm happy we won. All right, cool. Terrell Pryor, garbage. <laughs> so you had between him and Talib yesterday, they had they had themselves a field day in the post game. Why do people not like Terrell Pryor? There's been a couple guys this year that that uh, he seems to rub the wrong way. I guess he says things that he shouldn't on the during field. games. I I don't know the answer to that. I don't know, but you're right. He's rubbed a bunch of people the wrong way. 
And so the latest is Adam Jones. So you had that uh, quickly. The Dolphins, it looks like, are going to lose Ryan Tannehill to an ACL tear. So Matt Moore was the quarterback yesterday. I don't know if you saw any of that. They I saw the ending, yes. In Miami. So that hurts for them. Uh, also, Matthew Stafford, a dislocation and a and – a, uh, a fracture or something like that in his finger, but he played with a glove, and I guess he's going to have to play that way the rest of the way. They did win. They've won four or five in a row, um, and they played the Giants this week, so that'll be interesting. And reporters told Rex Ryan he's being fired. Yeah, he that, did, didn't, I, he, that didn't go well. He did not know of this, he says. Well, I don't know if I buy that. I mean, he, I'm, usually, I'm sure he hears the rumblings. No. How can well, you well, that's not why hear the rumblings? J- Jason Lockenfora on our show yesterday, the NFL Today, basically reported that, that Rex Ryan, if they lose, could be fired after the game yesterday. And I'm like, what? And isn't that be- – I was reading because I guess one of their coordinators will be a hot name. Anthony and they, Lynn. Right, and they yeah, want yeah. to keep him rather than lose him. And they and it sounds like somebody wants to play Cardell Jones up there as opposed to uh, Tyrod Taylor, who has a $35 million option five days into the new league year or something. I mean, it's it's getting kind of dicey up there. Again, though, I mean, is that a good team? They're really not. I don't know. You know, what can I By tell way, you? Yeah, Terry Pagula is opposed to firing him during the season. He's not getting fired today. So he will not be fired today, you wouldn't think, based on that. I, the I, guys I, in Buffalo are saying. Yeah, I thought the uh, the, the uh, report yesterday was shocking, but I do know who, uh, or kind of feel like I know who the source of the discussion was, and the source is legit. Guys, hey, it's Rex Ryan. Hey, Rex. Thank you. Listen, Bye. I hope yep. Rex gets fired. Hey, it's so your buddy Craig Carton from the Boomer and Carton Show.